There we go. All right. Praise the Lord. Man, it's so good to be here. So good to worship here at Harvest Point. I haven't been here in the past, well, mornings, and it's been over a year. And it's so good to be here. Good morning, Harvest Point. How are you guys doing? Are you guys excited to hear God's word today? Awesome. For those of you who haven't met me, my name is Jose Rodriguez. I am the pastor of Harvest Point Latino, also known as La Gran Cosecha. And it's been a joy for me to be here today, um, you know, to meet new friends and to, and to see some of the old friends also. And to catch up, to, to just fellowship a little bit. And also excited to have the opportunity to share God's word uh, this morning. Um, now, one of the things about, I want to share this a little bit before I go ahead and get started, but one of the things that, that uh, we've been doing in, in Harvest Point Latino is every once a month, normally the first Sunday of each month, we have both uh, congregations to do a combined service, and the reason behind it is because we want, you know, we're a family. We're a body of Christ, and we have the opportunity co to collectively worship Jesus with both ministries between Harvest Point and Harvest Point Latino. And the reason why you don't see me is because, you know, I'm also pastoring at, at uh, Skyland United Methodist Church, and I'm there on Sunday mornings. So my Sundays are full. So therefore, I haven't had the chance to listen to Pastor Jonathan preach yet. But my wife and kids have, and they tell me that he's the bomb. So one day, one day I'm going to ask one of my kids to sneak a recording and to bring it my way so I can also be fed because this is cheating, brother. You guys ready to listen to God's word today? We're on, we're on part six of the series Unstuck, and today's message is titled uh, Be Still. Now, I know that when we talk about being still, you know, the Bible says that there is time for everything. It's time to, there's time to cry. There's time to laugh. There's also time to be still. And this is one thing that I've had to learn throughout my years of marriage is to learn how to take a day and just chill out. Take a day and just be still. I've had to learn it the hard way. But before we go to the Word of God, I want to open up with a word of prayer. And I want to go ahead and... um. We want to go ahead and get this, this, get this started so we can go ahead and listen and study God's Word. And, and as the Word of God is being shared today, I just pray that we each open our hearts and God will pour His Word and that He will fulfill the need that you are having right about now, that you will leave this place not the same way you came in, but that you will leave with excitement, encouraged, and filled with God's presence and his joy. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, is so, it's so exciting for me to be here today. I'm, I'm just so thrilled of having the opportunity to share your word with my Harvest Point family, Lord. I'm just so thankful for you. I'm thankful for giving me this opportunity, Lord. I pray, Father God, that, that you will take control at this time, that even though I am standing here, Father, we want to listen to you. We want to listen to your word. Father God, let us hear your voice through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 10, and the Word of God reads as such. And it says like this, I have to wear these things, I'm not used to it, so. And it says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, on it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. I want to share a little bit with you about this one word that, ca that catches my attention, one of the words that that has a strong meaning in the Christian life. And that word is Sabbath. Now, when we talk about, and I want to talk to you a little bit about the Sabbath and the importance of knowing the reason behind it. Now, the idea of the Sabbath, and I want you, to, and I would like for everybody to listen to this closely because I've had to learn it, and I'm sure that we all need to learn this. The idea of the Sabbath is to have a dedicated time of intentional rest. A dedicated time of intentional rest. Now, when we talk about a dedicated time of intentional rest, I know for a fact that a lot of us here in this room, we are what we call workaholics. We're workaholics. And we talk about the, 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 intention, the dedicated time of intentional rest, what it's saying and how God designed it is to have a time to disconnect to your everyday routine. Now, when you talk about routine, I mean, it, like, for, for example, us, we wake up in the morning, we brush our teeth. For those of us that pray, we say a word of prayer. I hope that everybody here in the house says a word of prayer in the morning. We brush our teeth, we get ready for breakfast, and then we start getting ready for our daily routine. We go to work, we send our kids to school, and then we come back home, and we have some time, some family time, dinner, blah, blah. Next day, same thing. And it becomes a routine. And when, you, when life becomes a routine, it can get stressful. It can, it can get complicated. So there, is, there, there has to be a moment where you have to stop, where we have to stop and unplug and have some dedicated time of intentional rest. To rest up and get ready for the next coming week of the same daily routine, which is important because that's what we use to fulfill and to um, fulfill the household with its needs. Now, God invested days of just explosive imagination. When he saw this world that was just a flat mess, when he saw a world that was a flat mess, he took six days of intentional creativity. He created it. He formed it. He detailed it. God saw this world into a mess, and he had his vision, he had his idea, he had his passion to create something that would be something that he would enjoy, that he would like seeing, and he did it. And that involves us. Therefore, 
After those six days, he established a day of rest. So what God did was that he intentionally set the example of a rhythm between work and rest. Work and rest. So in this passage that we just read, Moses delivers instructions to the people of Israel. A nation of recently freed slaves. Now these guys were taught that their only value was based on what they produced. The ability they had to work was the only reason they had to stay alive. So God wanted to share them the truth from the lies they were fed with through their years of slavery. Through all the years of slavery, and God established the truth through his servant Moses. So Sabbath is a gift of grace to us. It was established by God's example of designing a day of rest. Now, as I stated earlier, Sabbath is to have a dedicated time of intentional rest. I remember someone once told me, he says, listen, I don't live to work. I work to live. Anybody heard of that? Right? Boy, what a great saying. I don't live to work. I work to live. And lots of times we kind of sometimes do it backwards. We, we kind of live like I, ha I work to live instead of living to work. But in reality, I live to work. I don't work to live. Sometimes I miss that boat. I remember when I used to miss that boat. And I've had to learn in my marriage, and as I was raising my kids, that it was important for me to establish that balance. That life wasn't all about work, 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 work. There was a time that I needed to take a break and give quality time. Mark chapter 2, verses 27 through 28 says, Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now, can I share something personal? I'm going to share something personal with you. I've been a Christian for 23 years. 23 years. I received my calling shortly after and been serving in ministry for over 21 years. That's a long time. But there's much more to do. There's much more to do. I have learned that as, as our children are growing, that our children are Christian, our children from Christian homes, and listen to this very carefully. Our children have the most intense peer pressure 
than non-Christian children. Our children, our Christian children, they are under the radar. They are under the gun, more, the, more so than the non-Christian children, especially those children that are raised in pastoral homes. Listen to this. When your children are growing up in a public school surrounded by non-Christian kids, the Bible says you need to draw them to you and not draw yourself to them. But it's hard for our kids because the influence is there. Sometimes I know who my kids hang out with when they get home and they start acting out. And I'm like, okay, who were you hanging out with? And you go back out there and bring me back my daughter. All right? I mean, they do the head thing and, you know, you know, it's like, dad. You know, what, what, what's the word? Hang on. I, I remember this one. She goes, all right, wh so what are you doing, child? I'm fitting to eat. I'm fitting to eat? Okay. I'm fitting to eat, Dad. Fine by me. What does that mean? But now that I'm a Southern Rican, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. It's not, easy. it's not easy being a Christian. You, you, you see what I'm saying? It's not easy being a Christian. Man, if you don't agree with me on this one, try going downtown on 75. Let a car just swerve right at you, right in front of you. I can guarantee you the last thing you're going to be thinking about is for praying for that brother. I'm sure you're going to want to cuss him out. You know, it's, it's not being a Christian, and especially for, for, for pastor's kids or for leaders, for, you know, our children who are, who are being raised and are growing up. And, and, and when you see the news and you see what's going on in our schools and all this stuff, it's, it gets scary. It gets scary. So being that it's hard for our children, being that it's hard for my kids, and as they were growing up, and let me tell you, my kids, they've been victims of bullying and all this, you know, all this stuff that goes around. And, of course, mom and dad, you know, we had to put a stop to it quick because um, we, we, it's our responsibility to protect our children. So to me, this is why to me my Sabbath is very important because for that very same reason. The day that we dedicate time to just rest and to have quality time with each other is because we need to restore what's going on in the outside world so our, to prepare our children. You know what? This is the real deal. I cannot, cover the, I cannot cover the skies with one hand. You know, you are exposed out there. This is the reason why we teach you and we educate you so when you go out there, you are prepared to what you're, uh, in what you're going to face. Now, Mom and dad will always be here for you, but, you know, you are going to face the music. So the Sabbath for me is very important because one of the things that we do is that we just have that quality time with each other. My kids need to know that they can count on mom and dad and that they have a structure home, a family that will support them in, in this tough life. Now, 
enough of my kids. Because I get asked all the time, see, I pastor two churches, right? And also have a full-time job. I pastor two churches, and I have a full-time job. And I get, I get asked a lot, Jose, how do you do this? How is it that you pastor two churches and you have a full-time job, plus you have your family? How do you do this? No, I don't have a red cape. No, I don't have a big S in my chest that says Super Dude or nothing like that or Super Jose or, you know, whatever I look like. But one of the things that, that I do that I feel is very important is I balance my time. I have to balance my time. If I don't balance my time, I can lose control over my time. If I lose control over my time, it boils down to losing control over everything on my household, everything that boils down in my house. You see, between the two churches that I'm, I'm a part of, they're one hour driving distance from one point to the end. So not only am I here, but I'm also at Skyland United Methodist Church, which is in Brookhaven. So, yes, I go through that traffic, and yes, I get all these cuts, and yes, I experience of not, you know, being easy being a Christian and struggle with that traffic every day. But how do I do it? Let me share this with you. You see, I have to dedicate time to Harvest Point Latinos ministry. Every Sunday, see, a pastoral's work week starts on Sunday. And trust me when I tell you, we do not work only a week, a day and a half a week. We work every day. So I dedicate my time to Harvest Point Latino. See, every Sunday I wake up in the morning and I go, I drive to Brookhaven and I'm at Skyland and we have service there every morning from 11 o'clock to 12-ish. Then I, drive, I get in my car drive all the way over here, we start setting up and have and get ready for our 4 o'clock service here. Not only that, but you're looking at the musician, you're looking at the preacher, you're looking at the, you know, until the Lord blesses us, Nikki hooked me up, until the Lord blesses us with more musical talent. In the meantime, here I am. So that's my Sundays. Then... On Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm on that side of town in the afternoons because I'm at work during the day. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm dedicated my time to Harvest Point Latino ministry. Visits, preparing, all the things that entail preparing for delivering the message to two congregations. So what about work? Okay, work. See, thankfully, you know, with my job, I work every day, and I'm on call because I'm a medical certified Spanish interpreter. So I have the flexibility, thank God, to, to do ministry, but I'm still working. 
So what does that, what does that, how does that entail with my family? On Friday afternoons from 4.30 on till Saturday, that is my time to give to the, for, for my focus with the Lord and my focus with my family. And to me is important. Because if I don't, if I don't do that, see, I have to dedicate that time because if not, I'll lose control. It could be stressful at times. It could be stressful at times, you know, when you look at the brighter picture and you, and you kind of look at, at, wow, this guy has a whole lot in his plate. He, he has two churches. He has a family. He has a full-time job. How does he do it? Well, let me tell you. On my day of rest, on my day of Sabbath, on my day of, of just relaxing, Jesus is the center of my home every day, especially the day of rest. Because my time of rest is not to exclude Jesus from the house. It's to focus on him so he can lead the way. You see, we have to rest in him. Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are burdened and heavy laden, that I will give you rest. So I have to, on that day, we come to him to, for him to give us that rest that we need. Life is not easy, guys. The more the, more the days go, they go they goes by, and the more I see the news, and the more of all the craziness going on, and all the, the, uh, the, the, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, and all the... the the stuff that the, that the media just put, pours out there, you just can't help but wonder and say, you know what? The world is losing control. But I am so thankful because I serve a God that never loses control. I serve a God that is a God of victory. And now that I hear about what's going on with my brother Coop, let me tell you something. The God that we serve is still in the miracle business. The God that I serve is still in the healing business. And as long as I am obedient and structured with God, and I'll be obedient in all these details where I will follow his model, I can rest assured that he will take control over my life and I have nothing to worry about. So there's nothing for me to worry about. If God is in this business, if God is the center of my home, if I gave it all to him, that means that he's got this. He has it. He has my life in his hands. He has your life in his hands. He has Coop's life in his hands. God is a God of this community. God is the God, is the God of this church. God will never lose a battle. And he will take control because this is his work. But we have to maintain focus. I have to maintain focus. Because the God that I serve has modeled it for me. And has designed it for me. And he tells me, Jose, it's time to take a break. 
I remember a couple of years ago, I was sharing with La Gran Cosecha about red light, yellow light, green light. And you, we know, all you people that, you know, these great drivers that know the, the rules of the traffic, you know, the green light means what? It, it means go. The red light means stop. The yellow light does not mean put the pedal to the metal, the red light's coming. <laughs> yellow light means red light is about to come, slow down. Okay, I confess, I do the pedal to the metal thing, but anyway. <laughs> and sometimes in our own traffic light, God will tell us the light is green, keep going, but sometimes God says, the light is red. You need to stop. Because if he puts a red light and I keep going, what happens? You're violating traffic. It's the same thing. God will tell you, stop. It's time to stop. It's time for that red, that red light is on. Stop. Take a break. Rest up. If I put the red light and you keep going, you're violating and you're in the land of disobedience. So learn when the light is flashing red. The green light will come in time, but we have to learn when the light is red and be obedient to that red light. I want to close with these thoughts. I want to close with these thoughts, and um, we get to go home early. But I want to remind us that Sabbath is a gift, is a gift for us. It's a gift for us to do certain patterns. You see, God des designed a day of rest as a gift. See, we have to see it as what it is. It's a gift. It's a gift to us. It's a gift of grace. Sabbath is a gift for us to, first of all, cultivate pattern. We have to cultivate pattern. A pattern of our work day, the pattern of our everyday worries, of our everyday concern, but also in that pattern lies a time of us to disconnect with all of that and just have a time of rest. To cultivate the pattern of this is my time of work. This is my time of worrying about what's going on in my household. But then again, he also allows us to cultivate the time of us to take a break, to rest, and just to say, hey, just relax. Relax in me. I got this. I will, I will never change. See, the heaven and earth will change, but God's word will never change. It's, God is the same God yesterday. He's the same God today and will be the same God tomorrow. So he gave us this gift to cultivate pattern. He also gave us this gift to build trust. To build trust. 
it's the opportunity for us to build trust among us. I'm a proud man to say that in my household, we have developed that part of building trust. I trust my wife and I trust my children wholeheartedly. And I know that they trust me too. But in this world that's so upside down and that day of rest, we will continue to build that trust to let each other know we have our backs. Let's enjoy today. Don't worry about tomorrow. God has tomorrow. I don't even know where I'm going to be at tomorrow. But I know that I'm enjoying today because this is the day the Lord has made for me to rejoice and to be glad in it. So we build trust. The Sabbath is also a gift for us to worship. To worship. I don't know about you guys, but I know that sometimes when I am going before the Lord in prayer, sometimes I don't even have anything to say. Sometimes I'm just there and I just, okay, God, what do I say? But sometimes I, have, I don't have to say anything. I just have to listen. Because he has something to say. But man, isn't it neat when you're in the presence of God and all of a sudden a song comes in your heart and you start singing that song to the Lord in your own private setting? Isn't it neat when your whole family is singing a tune that same song, sometimes I'll pull out the guitar in my house and we start singing and we'll sing and then we'll come with the next song and we'll sing the next song and we just, we just have that time with God, have that time of worship and lead my family into worship because it's a gift for me to worship and it's a privilege for me to worship and for you to worship. It's also a gift for us to rest, to rest. I was sharing with Jonathan this morning because I'm, all, I'm an early bird. I always wake up early. But yesterday, for whatever reason, it was 10 o'clock in the morning and I was still in bed. Never. Then I figured, you know, I'm going to be preaching about the Sabbath, so I got to practice what I preach, you know, just to... You know, I got to live it up. I know my wife was very proud of me because she hates it that when I'm a, up, up and rising on a Saturday morning. When, but he gives us time to rest, time to unplug, time to disconnect, time to not worry. You know, we don't need our blood pressure to rise up. We just need to rest. Let God deal with it. Okay, whatever I didn't do now and I didn't finish now, well, oh, well. Tomorrow's a new day. I'm not going to worry about it. He also gave us a gift. It's, it's a gift to us to build relationship. Do you know that your ministry starts in your own home? Ministry starts at home. It doesn't start at church. It'll reflect in church how it goes in your house. So I build relationships with my family every day. 
build relationships. I mean, it breaks my heart to see homes that instead of a structured family is a bunch of strangers that live under one same roof. It's sad to me. It's sad. These little electronic devices called cell phones. I remember one time we got caught up into that. We said, you know what, let's go ahead and watch a movie. The movie was running. Nobody was watching it. So I, I, what I did was I started texting everybody. We were all in the living room. I grabbed the phone and I started, hey, what's up, guys? And they responded. Hey, Dad. And then somebody else was responding. Hey. So we kept the conversation going until I said, well, this is pathetic. Why can't we just talk? So we established that, okay, cell phones are gone. Let's just, let's just, let's have this time us. So we build relationships. It's also a gift for us to restore. Restore. And we don't live in a perfect home. We have issues like everybody else. So we need to restore whatever the enemy is trying to destroy. God will restore. I have to listen. I have to listen to the hearts of, of my family as they listen to mine. We will encourage when there's discouragement. We laugh. Like there's no tomorrow. I just sometimes wonder how do we swallow any food with so much laughter going on? I mean, and this is the chance that we have to restore. What's going on with you? Is there anything that you need from me? I have a daughter that she knows how to pick her battles. She knows how to pick her battles when she wants something. I just have fun with it. I know what she wants. She comes up to me and she says, Dad, right now you're my favorite parent. Oh, Lord. She'll say, Dad, right now you're my favorite parent. What do you want, child? First of all, I'm broke. I stopped being the favorite parent right there and then. It's also a time to reflect. It's a time to reflect. I reflect every day on my walk with Jesus. And I evaluate every day what I did wrong, what could I have done better, how could I have handled certain situations, did I handle it right? Was I a light in a, in, in, in a, in a dark spot? Or did I turn off my light bulb in that split second? I have to reflect and I have to pray every day to be a better disciple than the day before. Do I miss? Yes. Do I fail? Yes. 
But in that particular time of rest that God is gifting me with, I have to reflect. What do I need to do next? How can I make it better? How can I do this right? You see, church, once you cultivate that pattern, once you build that trust, once you have that lifestyle of worship, once you come to the rhythm of having a restful day, once you learn how to build relationships to restore and to reflect, God will lift you up. God will make it work for you. I pray that this word has been of a encouragement to you, a blessing to you. Not every day is a Sabbath. We do have to work. But what God wants is for us to balance it out, to balance our lives, to balance our time. We give him the first spot. God has first place in our lives. The second place goes to our families. Our families need us. Families need one another. Third place will be ministry or work. Third place. If we twist it around and we cut corners it's going to break it's going to bust you're going to feel it you're going to feel it in your own health God first he'll take care of the rest he'll, he'll restore anything going on in your family home and he will provide to your every need by opening the doors for you to go in and so you can be providing to your home. God has to be first because God opens the door. God restores. God provides. Let us pray. God, we humbly come together and so thankful for your word and, and the fact Father that you have spoken to us I remember I remember as we were talking about this particular Sunday and the fact remained that you spoke to my heart and you speak to the lives of this church. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for my friends and my brothers and sisters here at Harvest Point. Lord, help us to balance our lives. Help us to honor that day of rest. Help us to, to just enjoy 
the time of just that break in your presence. Allow us to just continuously worship you. Allow us to spend quality time with our families. But above all, allow us to just focus in the kingdom of heaven and all its greatness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me 
You are there. 